Hi y'all, this is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer that this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. Then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement this week. You can also find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. Let's get started. Hey, Southern California, it's that time of the year again. I hope you can join us for our sixth annual mom event. This year, it's going to be Saturday, February 25th. Now, it's a day full of encouragement, fellowship, and worship. This year, I'm so excited, Jennifer Pepito, author of Mothering by the Book, is going to be joining us too. Early bird registration is only $25 this year, and it goes through the month of January. Then in February, registration, which also includes your lunch and, of course, fresh brewed coffee, is $35. If you're feeling overwhelmed, have a bad case of the winter blahs, or you're hitting that February wall a bit early this year, then you need to join us. Go to coffeewithcarry.org for more information or to register today. I hope to see you there. Hi, y'all. I live in California, so In-N-Out is the place to go for a delicious burger. Now, the secret to their scrumptious burger is their special sauce. And if you like grilled onions, you have to get your burger animal style. It's on their secret menu. Now, if you don't live in California or in a state with an In-N-Out, then picture a Chick-fil-A sandwich without the Chick-fil-A sauce. You can't. It's the secret sauce that makes Chick-fil-A, well, Chick-fil-A. Or if you're back in Nolens, you don't just order a po' boy. You order a po' boy dressed. It's the secret sauce of any Nolens po' boy. So why all of the secret sauce commentary? Well, there's homeschooling, which in my opinion is the best form of education out there. But the secret sauce to homeschooling? The one thing that takes homeschooling to the next level, that one thing that makes homeschooling fun and memorable, is homeschooling with field trips. Field trips are the secret sauce of homeschooling. Now, in this week's episode, I want to share with you how to include more field trips into your homeschooling this year while staying on a budget. Now, sadly, there are many moms out there, and I was guilty of this too, who feel guilty about taking a day off of school to go on a field trip. When really, field trips are a day of school. They're actually the best kind of school day. Field trips are the best way to get outside of the four walls of your homeschool and to experience lessons instead of just read them. Now, a quick note to moms of teens and high school students before I get going. Don't turn this episode off thinking that your kids are too old or they're too busy for field trips. There are so many wonderful field trip opportunities out there that will enhance your teen's studies or spark an interest in a new lifelong hobby. So don't stop going on field trips just because you think your teen is too old for them and keep listening. Now, our first year of homeschooling, I attempted to do school at home with my eldest daughter. Mind you, we started when she was in kindergarten and she was only four. 
By month two, we were miserable. One of my homeschool biggest regrets was the first month of our homeschooling when I tried to replicate the classroom in our home and I pushed the world standards onto my sweet, adventurous, book-loving, kind-hearted, out-of-the-box daughter. I knew by October things had to change. I was miserable and I was squashing Francesca's love for learning. Now, the homeschool group we belonged to was huge, so they planned at least one field trip a week for families to take advantage of. So in October of my daughter's kindergarten year and our first year of homeschooling, I started to sign up for every field trip they offered. Almost every week, we went on a field trip and explored something new with our new friends. So quickly, our curriculum for kindergarten was basically going on field trips, doing nature hikes, and reading lots of library books. Now, we fell in love with homeschooling. We made tons of new friends, and we learned a ton of things not usually found in a kindergarten scope and sequence, all because we were taking advantage of these field trips. I realized that year that field trips were the secret sauce of homeschooling. You don't need the secret sauce to make your In-N-Out burger taste good, but man, when you add it to your burger, you kick up your burger a notch. And the same is true for field trips. You don't need them in your home education plans, but man, when you do add a few or a lot to your schedule, you kick up your adventures and your child's education a notch or two. Those of you with big families or those of you on a tight budget like ours, you're probably thinking, yeah, this field trip stuff, it sounds great, but we can't afford that. So let's tackle this first, because this can be a hindrance of taking advantage of the great opportunities out there. And let's be clear, one of the biggest advantages of homeschooling is the flexibility in your schedule, which allows you to go on some of these awesome field trips that, let's just face it, the brick and mortar schools, they just can't go on. And it allows you to go on these field trips during the off seasons and during non-peak hours of the day, which means you can usually get a pretty good discounted price too. All right, so first, check your area for places that are free or places that give free tours and start there. Most planetariums are free or by donation. Many nature parks and nature centers are free or just by donation. We even found a candy store and a chocolate store that were free because they knew that we would end up buying a few items once the tour was over. Okay, then check your local and state museums, arboretums, zoos, and aquariums for their free days. Here in California, many of our most popular attractions offer free days once a month. Even in San Diego, all the museums are free in October to any resident of San Diego. So find out when these free days or free months are, and then mark them on your calendar. You don't have to take advantage of them every month, but pick a month or maybe two months during the year that you want to take advantage of your local art museum's free day, or your county's arboretum free day, or your state's zoo free day. Put it on your calendar, guard that day, and plan to go. Even though there are free days, some require reservations, so plan ahead, make those reservations, and then bring some friends along. Now, second, speaking of friends, get a group of friends together to attend some of the museums that don't have free days. Now, often if you have a group of 10 or more, you can get a group rate or a discount. 
And oftentimes, these places will offer the chaperone a free ticket. So if you're planning the field trip, you're the chaperone. So take advantage of that complimentary ticket. Next, ask grandparents, aunts, and uncles for annual passes as Christmas or birthday presents. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Now, many family passes also include a few free guest passes, so you can either bring a friend when you go, or you can invite Grandma to come along since she splurged on the present. Now, we were on a tight budget, so each year, I used the money that we budgeted for science and history curriculum to buy an annual pass to a local attraction instead of buying that expensive box curriculum. Now, a few years, we got memberships to the L.A. Zoo. And we loved it. We didn't have to rush when we went. And because we were members, we could take advantage of their classes during the month and special events during the year. We used it for our nature studies and our zoology studies. And it was a great ditch day alternative when things were going pretty badly. We would put our books away, pack a picnic bag, jump in the car, and spend an unscheduled day at the zoo to salvage our homeschooling day. Now, a few years, we got memberships to one of the gardens or the arboretum in our area. Again, we didn't have to rush when we attended because we knew we could come anytime. The year we focused on marine biology, we got an annual pass to the aquarium, and we spent a lot of time at the beach, which of course is free. One year, we got a membership to the Natural History Museum, and another year, we got a membership to the local children's museum. Don't be afraid to ditch a formal curriculum one year in lieu of experiencing history or science through field trips instead. Now, what do you do with the really cool field trips that you want to do with your family, but those field trips cost an arm and a leg? Well, depending on the year, we planned for one of those kind of field trips to splurge on. Now, when we were cycling through history and it was our medieval renaissance year, We splurged and we always went to medieval times for an immersive dinner and jousting show in Orange County. We feasted like knights, we trained with the knights, and we were entertained like kings and queens. When we were studying the Wild West and the frontier history, we would splurge and do the gold rush at Knott's Berry Farm Amusement Park. Or when we were studying the Civil War, our one big splurge was attending Riley's Farm Civil War Immersion Day. While it is most fun to take the whole family on field trips and experience them together, sometimes our budgets just didn't allow that. So instead of skipping the field trip altogether, consider taking one or two kids who will get the most out of the adventure, maybe because of their age or because of their interest. Then ask a grandparent or a friend to hang out with the rest of your kids that day. It's a win-win for everyone. The kids who don't get to go on the field trip are having a special day with grandma or with their friends, while the child who is attending the field trip is having a special day with you. Now finally, use your family vacations or weekend getaways as one long field trip. Yep, when we were on vacations, I checked off our attendance boxes and counted most of the days away as school days. Why? Well, because no matter where we were, we were learning something new about either the culture, the city we were in, the people, the city's history, or we were learning how to navigate their mass transit to get around, or we were using map skills to get to places. Well, that was pre and Google Maps, of course. 
We were listening to Audible on our road trips and playing fun thinking ABC and number games while we were driving. My husband is a big museum and tour person, so wherever we went, we either took a side trip to see a historic site or we visited all the local museums in the area we were in. A day of free snorkeling in Hawaii is marine biology. Helping me at conventions in my booth is a day of socialization, business, and economics. Hiking Zion is zoology, geology, and botany. Visiting the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville and and Sun Studio in Memphis is music appreciation and history. The Living Desert in Palm Springs is the study of biomes and habitats. If he could, my husband would even plan our family vacations each year around what we were learning that year. So, when you plan your school year and course of study, don't forget to budget for your field trips, but don't forget to plan for some field trips too. We all know our time and money is precious and limited, so we don't want to waste any of it. So how do you decide on which field trips to take? You know, which ones are worth it? Well, think about it this way. What are you learning about this year? Start there. Find places and attractions about those subjects and attend with friends for fun and so that you get discounts. Next, think about what are your kids interested in? Find places tours, speaking events, and attractions about those subjects. Now here in California, we have some great dinosaur exhibits and places to attend. My son loved dinosaurs when he was younger. We also have Legoland in California, and one year the Science Center had a Lego attraction. He really loved those field trips when he was younger. And my daughter? My daughter has always loved the sea, So I think we have probably visited just about every large and small aquarium, nature center, rescue center, tide pool, and beaches up and down the coast of California. Now, I love art, so I made sure we attended at least one art museum field trip each year that complemented the historical time period or cultures that we were learning about that year. Okay, then take advantage of at least four or five field trips that your co-op or homeschool group is sponsoring. There's nothing more fun than learning with friends. And remember, not all field trips have to be academic in nature. They can be social, like snow play in the winter, roller skating in May, caroling at Christmas, whale watching in the spring, beach days in the summer, stadium tours, restaurant tours, musicals, plays, and walks around the town to visit fire stations, post offices, and ice cream stores. And don't skimp on those traditional field trips that your homeschool group offers each and every year. Now, for our family, we never missed our group's ice skating field trip and the Nutcracker in December, our Valentine's bowling party in February, and the end of the year beach day in June. So hopefully I'm getting your creative thinking going, right? So don't forget to think out of the box too. Anything can be a field trip. Now, here are some of our favorites and most memorable field trips that we have taken over the years. Tour food factories and restaurants. Our favorites were, of course, touring in and out and getting the ins and outs of how they run their business and how they make their food. The tour ended with a freshly cooked number one meal. Now, our favorite food tours have been Panera, super fun for younger kids, the Sriracha Factory, I mean, I had no idea how fun and complicated hot sauce could be. Aunt Annie's pretzels, where we actually got to make and twist our own pretzels, and going to a local pizzeria. 
The kids got to spin their own dough, make their own individual pizzas, and then we sat down and ate together at the end of the tour. Every time our family visited a restaurant, an ice cream shop, a yogurt place, or even a coffee shop, I would ask if they gave tours or if they would be interested in giving a tour to our homeschool group. You'll be amazed how many owners are open to sharing their knowledge and it's awesome for their business because many families then return after the field trip to purchase more of their food items. Now in California, we have the Getty Villa, which is a replica of a Greek and Roman villa. The architecture is authentic, the gardens are beautiful, the scenery is breathtaking, and the exhibits and artifacts on display are rare and historical. When we learned about ancient history every three to four years, we would spend the day at the Getty Villa. It was like stepping into a time machine. You may not have the Getty Villa down the 405 freeway from your home, but you can check your state for places that are unique to your local area or history. Check your local art museums for their temporary exhibits. Sometimes you may not want to see the same artwork if, since you've already visited that particular museum several times, but you may want to visit that art museum this year for a particular exhibit that might be on display. This is how our family got to see the terracotta soldiers, much of King Tut's artifacts, and the artwork of Andy Warhol. Now, the National World War II Museum is in New Orleans, my hometown. Who would have thunk that the National World War II Museum would be in New Orleans, right? I mean, what does New Orleans have to do with World War II? You would think it would be an essential place of historical importance for the war. Well, when you visit the museum, which, by the way, takes up several blocks and many buildings, you find out why New Orleans was chosen for the site. Tucked away in the hills of Los Angeles is a home in a residential area that's a Bible museum. Yeah, go figure. We've been several times over the years, too. And tucked away in the hills of Glendora in the San Gabriel Valley is an old castle called Rubel's Castle. Again, so unexpected and so much fun to visit. My point is, you never know what's around you or close by that might have historical significance. Now, another favorite we didn't get to do every year due to finances and scheduling constrictions, but we loved doing, was attending the amusement park Knott's Berry Farm in our area for their physics day. As you rode the rides and the roller coasters, the tour guides would explain the physics behind the rides and how roller coasters are designed. It was so much fun. Now, field trips to amusement parks are expensive, but you'll be surprised how many of them now have school tours and even homeschool days. So check out what's available in your area, or at least in driving distance. Six Flags in California even offers a day pass at the end of the year as a reading reward. Now, do you live in an area with a local professional sports team? If so, check out the stadium or the facility they use. Many of them give tours during the off-season for very reasonable rates, especially if it's a school group or a group larger than 15. Now, one of the best tours we ever took was of Dodger Stadium. As you guys know, my son loves baseball, and one of his baseball heroes is Jackie Robinson. One year, we toured Dodger Stadium and got to see the dugouts, the press box. We got to tour their Hall of Fame, which had tons of stuff of Jackie Robinson, and we even got to go on the field. It was so fun that every year after that, we picked a different stadium to tour. 
Some were hockey stadiums, some were football stadiums, some were basketball arenas, but for us, most were baseball stadiums. Now, I'm sure you have something in your state that you can drive to, even if it's to see a game with your homeschool group. And every year, we always took a field trip to a farm. Our favorite was a local farm in our area called Amy's Farm, but there are tons of other farms to visit too. Sometimes we went during the fall for pumpkin patches. Sometimes we went in December for Christmas tree cutting. Sometimes we went in the spring for a pick-as-you-go experience. In a few summers, we went for sunflower and strawberry season. Farm tours tend to be very inexpensive or by donation only. A lot of the times, the tour or walking around the fields is free, and then you pay for whatever you pick or you spend a little bit of money in their produce store at the end of your tour. No matter where you live, I'm sure you can find some kind of local farm to visit. When we were in northern Utah, we stumbled upon the largest working dairy farm in the U.S. We had time to make a pit stop, so we took a little tour. If you don't know any farms in your area, then go to your local farmer's market and ask the vendors where they're located and if you could come by for a tour. Now, one super fun surprise was a field trip with our homeschool group to a local violin shop. It was a quaint little mom-and-pop store. The owner played the violin, and he also made them and repaired them. We got a tour of his little shop. He explained how violins were made, how important the material is for the strings. He played a few songs for us and then showed us some of his vintage violins that he had collected. My daughter came home from that field trip with the desire to learn the violin, which she did. She took violin lessons until her freshman year in college. She loved playing the violin, but it all started from a field trip to a little violin shop. So look in your area for a piano store or a guitar instrument or even a ukulele shop. Ask if they give tours or if they can speak to your group about how the instrument is made. Or look for a hall of fame or a music museum when you're on vacation. You'll be amazed at how many there are out there. Now, another favorite. There's a touring group called Shakespeareance, like Shakespeare and Experience, so Shakespeareance. Pre-COVID, they came to Southern California once a year. So every three or four years when we were studying the Renaissance period, we would attend. They perform some of the most famous scenes and monologues from some of Shakespeare's most loved plays. Again, my daughter fell in love with all things Shakespeare, I think the second not second time we attended their annual performance. She was in like sixth or seventh grade at the time. Her love for all things Shakespeare continued through high school, and it was all because of that field trip. Look for touring groups or theater groups that do Shakespeare in the park. You'll be amazed at how many there are out there. And if you can't find any, then look at your local theater for a Shakespeare play that you can attend this year. Now, do you have a presidential library in your area or your state? If not, Is there one in the area that you will be visiting for vacation? Presidential libraries are fascinating. Now, in Southern California, we have several, but my husband makes a point of visiting one when we're on vacation. Again, check what's around you. I had no idea that there was a Lincoln Memorial Shrine right here in Redlands, California. Go figure. It was small, but the things on display are amazing. And of course, the tour guide was extremely informative. And an added surprise was this little gem also had a few Norman Rockwell originals on display. 
Now, another fun, free, or almost free field trip is exploring different cultural centers in or around your area. Where we live, we can take the Metrolink, which was an adventure in itself for my son, to Chinatown around Chinese New Year. We would soak up the culture, the music, the traditions, and the food. And then at Christmas time, sometimes we would take the Metrolink to Alvaro Street for the Las Posadas traditions. Now, because my son loved taking the train, we would take the Metro to downtown LA to visit the Last Bookstore or the Los Angeles Downtown Library. My daughter, of course, loved the books, but I love the history and the architecture of each of these buildings. So, do you have a little India or a Korea town in your area? If so, spend the day exploring and don't forget to eat lunch there and bring home some of the food from your local grocery stores. I promise you'll find spices and food items there that you can't find anywhere else. And finally, doing service projects is also a wonderful field trip experience. Our family would help at the local food bank during the Thanksgiving and Christmas season. As part of the training, though, we got a tour of the facility, information on how a food bank gets its donations, and how the community can help. Then we would get to work sorting produce, packing cans, and breaking down boxes. Volunteer as a family at the aquarium or a zoo. Volunteer at a local beach cleanup, or depending on the age of your kids, volunteer at a homeless shelter. One of the best field trips ever was volunteering at the Operation Shoebox Christmas Child Packing Facility with our American Heritage Troop. Finally, let me address the question many moms ask about preparing for a field trip. There are three ways you can look at this. You can prep and learn about the topic before you go. You can use the field trip as a springboard to learn more about the topic when you get home. Or you can just use the experience as a standalone lesson. If you're already learning about a particular topic, then take some time to read extra books about the topic or place before you go. It will give your kids a few pegs to hang their new knowledge on while they're on tour or walking around on the field trip. Now, if it's a topic you want to learn about but haven't gotten to yet, then use the field trip as an introduction to the topic. So don't prep anything. Go on the field trip, and then when you get home, visit your local library and get tons of books on the topic to extend your investigation and knowledge. And finally, you can attend a field trip just to learn something new and for the sake of having fun. Attend, tour, listen, have fun, talk about it on the way home, and then move on to the next thing the next day. So mamas, don't forget to add the special sauce to your homeschooling feasting this year. Go on some adventures, make some memories, and have some fun. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining me, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify your homeschooling this year, this is a perfect book to read. You can find me at my website or order my book online at coffeewithcarry.org. Now, if you heard something you liked or something new, then share a podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. This is actually the best way for other moms to find our little podcast. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, my book, and our homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, my podcast, and my book will help you homeschool one step at a time, 
one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless, and see you next time.